Alright everybody, so it has been a very long time since we did a podcast here on the Cold Strong Power Podcast. Basically, what was going on is I got bored. I got bored talking to myself. That's kind of what it seemed like we were doing for a, the longest time. I was trying my best to make it entertaining, uh, answer questions, put a lot of content out there, which I think I did, but we wanted a change of pace. So, we're welcoming you back with a change of scene, which means... Katie has offered uh, her services to be on here with me to make it more interesting. So we're going to have both of us on here, uh, kind of both uh, engaging, answering questions. She's going to help me keep me on track with answering questions so we can all welcome Katie now. Hello. Okay. So we're both (laughs) here now. We're both here. So basically what's going to go on now, we're going to have two podcasts per week. If that schedule moves around a little bit, that's just kind of... You know, we're going to make adjustments. But basically, two recordings per week. The first one is going to be just us chatting like we are now and then uh, answering questions, things of that nature. And then the second one is going to be uh, an interview. We're going to start interviewing uh, young athletes. We want to interview the up and comers, the teenagers, uh, the juniors, which we were all at one point. Uh, we all started competing and getting into the sport at a different time in our lives. But I remember competing both as a teenager and a junior and the opportunity, uh, the opportunity to step in and tell my story and kind of get my name out there would have been an amazing opportunity. So what we're going to do real quick, I want to shout out my sponsors. First and foremost, Anderson Powerlifting. I've been an Anderson Powerlifting athlete for 12 consecutive years now. Awesome, awesome people. Kevin Pittman and Ken Anderson. Uh, if you don't know those names, I am sorry. Uh, you should. Uh, best equipment in the game. Bench shirts, wraps, anything you need, gym essentials. Anderson Powerlifting, thank you for what you do. USG, or Unleashed Strength Gym, the gym that we are members at since day one in Manassas, Virginia. Joe and Margot Strada are the owners, and I have, we have all, not just me, it's not a one-person game, but that we, we've created a very special uh, thing, very special group of people, yeah. atmosphere. Shout out to the crew. Shout out to the bench crew, uh, the Unleashed Strength crew, you guys rock. And then we also have Alive by Design, the chiropractic care that can be found uh, by uh, an owner named is Jericho. He's in Fredericksburg, Virginia, which is very, very south of Manassas. Uh, centrally located for us, we're right between the two. Thank you, Jericho, for fixing my broken ass body. <laughs> Actually, broke both of our bodies, putting us back together and keeping us healthy. Actually, he told me uh, both of my ulnas have been out of place for a number of years. Yeah, and ribs, ribs, and sternum, scapulas, sternum, shoulder. shoulders. Uh, it's this whole thing. And then I can add everyone into the show notes, the Anderson Powerlifting, Unleashed Strength, and Alive by Design. That way you guys can check them out on social media, uh, follow them. They're all really great, um, especially Joe with his social media from Unleashed. Like, he's so funny and has such great ideas. If you guys are on TikTok, definitely give him a follow there. It's so good. So we'll lo- uh, link them down in the show notes for everyone. You'll not be disappointed. You'll get a good laugh out of the Unleashed Strength. Uh, videos that are put out there. So we're going to get into the chats, the topics of the week. She's going to read them off. I'm going to give you my honest uh, opinions and or answers of each one. So let's go ahead and kick that off real quick. And the chat, I mean, it's basically just like what you've done the last week 
um, instead of us going all the way back to like, what have you been doing since your last podcast? For months now. Let's just do the last (laughs) week. We'll start there. So I think the biggest thing that we've talked about this week is the Baddest Bencher dates were announced. Baddest Bencher 2, the Baddest Bencher meet that was held in Kingwood, Texas this past March is coming back. It is actually scheduled for middle of May, May 14th of 2022. Uh, Same location, Kingwood, Texas. I'm assuming from what Tiny had told me, it was going to have a different venue because the venue they got, which was fairly large, they outgrew the very first time they were there. Now that did have the uh, IPA Worlds, uh, Dispension Deadlift Worlds, followed by the Baddest Bencher, where we had seven of the 1,000-pound benchers that are still around um, come and compete for cash prizes. Mm-hmm. This time, it's a two-day meet. Uh, the IPA Worlds will be hosted on Saturday, and the bench-only meet, the, ba- the Baddest Bench, will be hosted on Sunday. That's all the information I have at this point that's yeah. coming directly from Tiny. Uh, but everybody's question for me regarding it is, are you going to do it again? And I'm kind of indifferent at this moment in time. There are many reasons why I want to do it, and there's an equal or larger number of reasons why I don't want to do it. Uh, at this very point, I'm pretty much 70-30, maybe 80-20, not in favor. So the bigger number for not going this time around. Um, I don't think I need to go to a meet labeled the baddest bencher for me to prove myself as such. Right. I think that's pretty much been well established this year. Yeah, this year has been really, both 2020, I got a tattooed on my arm, so I don't care what you say about 2020. (laughs) Both years have been really good to me, to us, uh, for my lifting career. Um, And then especially this June is a a day that I will always live with when I finally accomplished uh, the heaviest bench press in human history, regardless of age, weight class, equipment used, drugs, no drugs. 1,120-pound bench press in a single-ply Titan Super Katana, which was also verified before and after my attempt by Fred Fisher, the president of the IPA. If you want to contest that, go to Fred Fisher and ask him. There's so no contesting. There's no contesting. Anyway. I threw up. There, it was a real It was thing. his big thing. <laughs> it was a big deal. Um, anyway, so that's the baddest bencher. Yeah. Uh, they're supposed to – they're thinking about bringing in the female division, which we are extremely strongly advocating for. Yes. I really want to see, and we're going to talk about the female benchers here down the road here on this podcast episode, but I sincerely really am advocating that they need to include women. Yeah, because there are some big female benchers, and they deserve to be on that platform just as much, if not more. I mean, we were at WPO, and it was females first day, males the second day, and I think like the hype, the competition, the crowd... Just the overall demeaning or like demeanor of the day, like the females were so much more fun. It was much more entertaining on the female day at the WPO, which was Saturday. Then obviously the men lifted on Sunday. We had a much fun, more fun time. Mm-hmm. Now we had friends. Uh, we had Amber ha- uh, Hansen there uh, for the female day. And then we had my buddy Alfredo Ibarra there on the Sunday. So I had a friend on each day. But as far as the amount of people there and just the hype, yeah, females took it took it home. Yeah, they so. put on a really good show. So that's the baddest bencher. That's all the information I have for you at this moment. Mm-hmm. We're gonna move on to the next topic. Uh, so the next one we're talking about is just female benchers and like your top what five? Is that what you top five? Okay, yeah. somebody was asking 
talk to for me to give my opinion on the top female benchers what what are my top five in my opinion and the history and yada yada so i'm going to start off just by mentioning becca swanson you cannot talk about female powerlifting without uh mentioning becca swanson still to this day uh she did all her numbers back in the late 2000s i think maybe early 10s i'm not really even sure long time ago and she was ahead of her time first and only female to total over 2,000 pounds, squatting 850, benching 6, which is obviously me being a bench guy. That's kind of what I care about most. And then deadlifting very, very close to 700 pounds. Are you kidding me? 680, I'm pretty sure, is her biggest number. So 600 pounds in a poly. That's one thing I do want to mention before we move on to the other females um, regarding the 600-pound mark is that Becca Swanson still remains not only the first female to do 600 pounds, but the only one to only do to do it in a poly bench shirt. And everybody, if, if anybody knows me and uh, listens to me r- run my mouth on Instagram Live or listen to these podcasts, I'm not a big fan of the band shirts that are part of the sport now. It's just not going away. Mm-hmm. Um, but she benched 600 pounds in a meet, in a poly. Freaking amazing. Yeah. Next, of course, um, Laura Phelps. You can't talk about powerlifting and females uh, or powerlifting in general without mentioning Laura Phelps and her absolute extreme domination when it came to the sport. Uh, 165, benching, what, 540, 550, squatting almost 800. Uh, forgive me on the deadlift in total. I'm not, I, I usually don't pay attention to those two numbers. <laughs> We're talking about benching. I do. I'm a bench guy. Yeah. But yeah, um, light, that light of weight also still in polys because these band things weren't a thing until what one or two years ago right um so that's that's just amazing and i met laura phelps for the first time ever at the wpo this year and i was not disappointed she was very friendly awesome to talk to i'm really glad i made that connection yeah and i would say along with laura is not only is she a super impressive lifter but she puts out so much knowledge um and not just with her athletes that she obviously trains and people at her gym, um, but just her social media. Like, if you're not following her, you're missing out because she is constantly putting stuff up that I just, it's I'm always blown away by how great she is. Next on the list, I had Rayanne Miller. If you don't know that name, uh, well, I, I wouldn't be terribly surprised just because she's so quiet. She's very, very quiet, kind of like myself. I'm not big on self-promotion. I'm still very, very strange when it comes to social media. I think it should go away personally. I think it's not as great as people make it out to be. But it's part of life, which is unfortunate in my opinion. Rayanne Miller is one of the most underrated female bench pressers in history. And her numbers speak for themselves. Uh, If if she doesn't have a big voice, then definitely her numbers Mm -hmm. can do the talking for her. She made waves recently by becoming the second female to exceed the 600-pound bench press mark and also officially surpassing uh, Becca Swanson's all-time mark in a different division, mind you. Uh, in the unlimited division, which is referred to uh, uh, with the with the band shirts, rubber shirts are now referred to as being unlimited, not multiply, not single ply, right. unlimited. But regardless, uh, she benched 605 in the unlimited division. Second female in history to bench over six, six oh five, uh, marking her as the heaviest female bench presser in history, regardless of age, weight class, uh, gear used. Yeah, and it was really cool because 
Were you number one at that time too? So that was yeah. that was ironic uh, when she did that. We are both Anderson powerlifting athletes. Mm-hmm. And at that moment in time, Anderson Powerlifting had both the heaviest male bencher in history mm-hmm. and the heaviest female bencher in history at the same time. Yep. That was pretty both dope. Have cool banners. That cool Kevin banners takes that around. Kevin takes to all his uh, shows around, around the around the country. And by the time this airs, I know he'll be going to the Wabdo Worlds in Vegas. Here, uh, he'll be there next week with his uh, his banners and his all of his product. Yep. Uh, one of the things that caught my attention with Rayanne was her single ply bench press and I'm the single ply guy uh she has the heaviest female single ply bench ever at 534.6 pounds that's a single ply bench press you know there's a lot of multi-ply and unlimited 500 plus and now a few over six but single ply she is still the queen of single ply bench press good on you Rayanne Miller that is awesome the next one I want to talk about, I'm going to butcher the last name. We both will. We've been practice, like, trying to figure out how to say it. Um, she's the current uh, number one female bencher right now. Could, Was it 612? 612 pounds. Oh. Katrina Bielamiza. Yeah. Bielamiza is how I think it. Katrina, if you're listening to this and we totally butchered it, please let us know. Correct us in person. I'm so sorry if we did. Um, We're both, I mean, obviously we don't know you. We just, um, I just recently started following you. Jim just started following you today. Um, We're both very impressed with your bench performance. I think you should have got that third one. That was a whole conversation she got gypped. with our crew this weekend. She got gypped on a 628, I believe, yeah, pound it was, attempt. I, man, I was goosebumps. Very close. So Katrina is now uh, currently the heaviest female bench presser in history with a successful opener at 612 pounds. Again, in the unlimited division with the bandy shirts. Some people call them boing-boing shirts. I think it's all hilarious. Oh, you call them that. A lot of people do. <laughs> but regardless. Regardless, 612 pounds. And, it, I mean, it didn't slow down. She, it, There was no struggle. Her tricep lockout at the top was gorgeous. And here, um, and here's the thing, guys. You got to remember. Bench. You got beautiful bench. You got to remember, each time the all-time world record bench is set, I don't care if it's male or female. So currently, that's my side. It's myself. And then, uh, for now, and then right now it's Katrina on the female side. Each time, the all-time world record bench is broken. Now, there are all-time world records per weight class, per division. I get that. We're talking heaviest weight ever lifted, regardless of age, weight class, uh, gender, and uh, drugs or no drugs. Every time that record is broke, that person is literally a pioneer. Um, you are doing something that has never been done in human history. It's never been successfully accomplished. Every time that record on the male or female side is broken, you are the pioneer going into a realm that has not been touched. So awesome job, Katrina. Uh, you're doing amazing things. That's a really cool way to think about that. Yeah, that's, I had to, to kind of calm that down when I was doing my 1120. was the first time I was attempting the all-time heaviest bench ever done. I had to suppress that, which was very hard to do, and just focus on the moment in time, do all my little rituals, and get a successful bench so that I can then enjoy <laughs> that mark afterwards. But that's a whole other rabbit hole we'll say for yeah, another time. I mean, I'm going to have to suppress that now because, like, I don't know. Every single time you go now, you're 
doing something that's never been done. Exactly. That's a, yeah. I'll there's, ponder on that later. <laughs> there's pressure, but there's also the it's the ability cool. to that's really fucking cool. Swallow that down and not think about it. Lastly, on the list, I need to mention a very special individual. We can't not. We will know? not. Men- we will not not. We will mention not skip her. her. Amber Hansen. She's Obviously. known as Amber Alice on Instagram. If you need to go follow her real quick, pause this and go follow her. It's Amber.Alice on Instagram. Awesome human being. One and of our really good friends. Like, you guys are going to hear Amber's name come up a lot on this podcast um, because she's just that wonderful. She's funny. She's awesome. She's an amazing lifter, pro level lifter, veteran WPO competitor full power she does raw she does sleeved wrapped doesn't matter she does it all and she's yeah. fucking amazing at all of that shit exactly and i b- truly believe she's the future if not one of the contributing members to the future of female powerlifting and specifically because i'm a bench guy <laughs> uh the bench press um amber is doing amazing things in the gym with me with us she's part of our crew um this weekend she handled she did a two board press. I often refer to boards as extensions, but the, so that you all know what I'm talking about, I'm going to temporarily refer to them as a press. <laughs> she did a two board press with 650, and it was a joke. And then she did a three board press. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm laughing because I always call them extensions. But she did a two, three board press with 685. Uh, it could have been 700. It could have been 700 plus. Her limiting factor right now is just the pain in her hands handling these weights she's never touched before. Yeah. Um, again, and she. But she's, I mean, she did compared to the last time when she had it in her hands. Like, she w- wonders. Like, she is going to bench 700 pounds. I the 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 700 pound bench press mark by a female is going to fall, and it's going to fall very soon. Yeah. I'm not. I'm putting it out in the universe in my head who it's going to be. I'm not going to say it here because it could be anybody at this point. There's there's but a couple of there's a couple of contenders. Right Amber Alice, Amber Hansen, I think is going to bench 600 plus high mid 600s and 700 pounds consecutively, very very soon. Again, either are contenders for that mark, but 700 pounds for a female bench presser. It's absolutely amazing. That is that is out in the universe, like, man. Like, we're living powerlifting history right now. That's exactly right. And we have the pleasure to not only watch it on social media, but get to know some of these women. And you get to hand off yep. to Amber, you know? Every weekend and at her upcoming meet. Me and Amber will both be competing in November at an IPA meet. She competes on Saturday, bench only, and I compete Sunday, bench only. That will be That'll a fun, be fun weekend. Good it's weekend. It's also cool to think about, like, the heaviest female bench ever. We just talked about it, 612 pounds, and she's handling 685. Yep. That's a big jump. That's huge. We're so um, proud. We're proud. I mean, if you <laughs> can't are. tell. So we are, we are. Rolling right into the next thing, uh, you need to check out... Uh, Ryan Canelli's Bench Monster TV, which is on Thursday nights. Depending on where you are in the country, we're on the East Coast. Actually, the very east of the East Coast as possible here in Virginia. 10 o'clock at night, Eastern Standard. If you're on the ass end of the West Coast, that's going to be 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. on your time. And then if you're in the middle of the country, I can't help Figure you. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Thursday nights on East Coast uh, East Coast time is 10 o'clock. Ryan Canelli and Ashley Lincondre come online on YouTube live and they host Bench Monster TV. They talk about bench pressing, current training. They have people send videos in. Uh, 
bench pressing, full power deadlift, doesn't matter. He, he accepts anything. And uh, sometimes he has a guest come on where him and Ashley interview said guest. Uh, sometimes for an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. I was on there a while ago. Uh, Scott Mendelson's been on there. Dave Hoff, Tiny all the big Maker. guys. Tiny Meeker. Was Dave Hoff on there? He was. Oh, did I not watch that episode? No, it was one of the first ones. Hmm, even, even, bef- even before I did it. So Amber Hansen is going to be the guest this week. She's going to be on there, uh, again, talking with Ryan Canelli and Ashley Lincondre, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please go check that out. Go subscribe, if you haven't, to Ryan Canelli's channel. He just reached the 4,000 subscriber mark, which is huge. I wish I could do that. So, And something really cool with his is as he's interviewing these people, obviously it's live, so there's the live chat. And you can ask questions, and they'll answer them right there. They read all the questions and the comments. So if you have something that you want, you know, you know, you're listening to Amber, and you're like, man, I really wonder this, just ask her. It's live. They'll answer the questions right there. I really like that aspect of Ryan's show. After they roll through their general questions for Amber, they move to the chat box and answer the chat box questions. Check that out. Again, that is Thursday night at 10 o'clock. So yeah. what do we have next? Um, so what you did this weekend... Uh, you were not home. No, we were in frickin' Philly. We were in Pennsylvania. We drove to uh, Death Wish Barbell, which is in, it's near Philly. I'm not going to say we were smack dab in the middle. Not sure. It's at a weird name. I forget how you pronounce it. But we were in Pennsylvania for bench this Saturday. It's not something we typically do. One of our members, one of my crew members, had a uh, the idea to go there just for a random weekend for a change of scenery. So we drove three hours get to Deathwish Barbell, made it there by noon, we were benching, uh, it was awesome, uh, Ralph Talati and his now uh, wife own this, uh, this uh, club, this barbell club, and uh, yeah, I just kind of rolled with it and did my normal thing, so basically, I have a new shirt, I have a double ply closed back katana, because I'm a really big fan of the closed back shirts, because that's still resembles and entails what a shirt is closed back closed neck none of this open back stuff anymore i'm all about the closed back uh double ply kind of resembles one of my single plies just with one extra layer and i am competing with said double ply shirt yes i have broken away from uh the usual single ply i wanted to change a pace and uh, now we're doing what is still considered multiply because it's not one layer but two so we're doing that. Uh, so I had to reach a one board this weekend. That was on my schedule. I had a very successful uh, training day last Saturday uh, where I got a all-time PR uh, for reps anyway. Uh, two board, uh, 1,100 pounds for five reps. And it was a little known fact that uh, after the third rep, I went blind. Not totally. I could see lights and shades of color. Uh, for reps four and five. So I had to rely heavily on my wife and my training partners to walk me through those mm-hmm. last two reps because I couldn't see anything. It was very fun. Can uh, you feel when you touch the boards under that much weight, or are you just waiting for someone to tell you to go? I don't know. I, I, I normally can't tell. Sometimes I can see it, but when I lose my vision, yeah, it's purely when I hear the puh, the puh of the press. Of the press. That's when I'm okay. There it is, and I extend up, or when not some press. Demon screams, go. Yeah, we have to extend off the boards, right? We don't <laughs> press off the boards. We have to extend with the triceps. Anyway, so one board was in 
uh, my uh, line of sight for this Saturday, did my warm-ups, uh, used a piece of equipment from Rob Farrell. He sent me one of his Widowmakers, and I was able to um, uh, do a warm-up set with that. That was pretty fun. Uh, anyway, so yeah, a little malfunction there, folks. Sorry. Anyway, so I uh, used a Widowmaker. I'll make videos about that for my Instagram later on once I do something impressive with it. Got into my double ply katana, did a single with 1,015 off a two board as part of my warm up. extended it, boom, it was easy. Uh, made my jump to 11.55, uh, and it touched the one board, and I threw it up pretty easy. I was dealing with a little bit of bar whip, because when you have that much weight, um, especially in pounds, so we had 100 per side, two red kilos, and then the red, it was like 7.45s and a, a quarter. Plus the collars. It's hard to find a bar that holds that much weight steadily. Exactly. Now, if it was all kilos, it'd be much more compact. It's mm -hmm. going to uh, combat, so to speak, that bar whip. Uh, but I did not have that option. We had a lot of pounds on the bar. And I was dealing with a lot of bar whip, but it moved good. I felt very confident. I didn't get enough air before I went down to the board. So as I was coming down to the board, I felt myself slowly going away. Very slow. I was like, oh, as everything started to go a little bit more quiet, a little bit more quiet, a little bit more quiet. I was like, ah, shit, touched, ooh, get it up. Do you think you just didn't take a deep enough breath? Or I did what? not get enough air before I made the descent. Letting you know, the day you need a CPAP to bench press, you're done, bud. Yep, got the oxygen <laughs> tank. <laughs> just that loaded up your That requires a prescription. I'm probably not going to get one. No, so that uh, <laughs> then we followed that up uh, with some light triceps. If you bench heavy enough, often enough, um, these days anyway, um, things have shifted for me. Um, if I bench twice a week, very heavy, one day is shirted, one day is not shirted. My tricep work does not have to be extravagantly heavy for me to move forward. So we did light triceps afterwards that we had to hit the road and drive three hours back home. That actually reminds me something else that happened this week is you failed on tricep murder for the first time ever. Yes, I did. Um, so, not to throw your failures out, but well, that's, thanks a lot for doing so. That's the first time that that's happened for you. It, uh, I, I was using one of Rob Farrell's. He sent me a single loop, uh, Widowmaker. Uh, he sent me a double and then he sent me the single loop. He sent me one of those. I did close grip tricep murder with 500 pounds. Um, now when we do tricep murder, we choose either three reps or five reps. I did three reps. So I took 500 pounds full range for a triple, one board, triple, two board, triple, three, four, and then back down three, two. And that's all I had. I failed after the triple on the two board. I could not go any further. That was one of the hardest things. I'd rather bench 1100 pounds for, at 500, yeah. well, in the close grip and holding the bar the entire time you're under tension for a very, very long time. It's hard to argue exactly if you failed it because, where, That's the point. Yeah. where does tricep murder end? There's no rule that says you have to go up and down once. Now, I did call my goal to be to go up and down the boards full range to up and then back down to full range. I didn't get there, but I pushed myself hard. I felt like shit, and I felt like I gained something. That's the point. So yeah. what do we have next? Oh, geez. Let's see. We talked about Death Wish. We could talk about scholarship a little bit. We've got some new stuff from Anderson Powerlifting. We'll do uh, Anderson Powerlifting real quick. Cool. Uh, he sent me some new stuff. Uh, the new KLA 5000s came out a few weeks ago. 
the wrist wraps. The heaviest wrist wraps that Anderson Powerlifting has had for a very, very long time are the 4000s, the four green striped uh, wrist wraps. They also have those in knee wraps. Very, very stiff. I love them to death. I've been using them since I was basically like 20, 21 years old. Love them, love them, love them. Uh, they finally came out with an updated version, the 5000s, all black. They're cool. They are really cool, and they are stiffer than a board. They're almost so stiff that I can't even wrap myself. I've never been one to have somebody else wrap me, but I might have to because they are that damn stiff. Uh, I'm not sure if they're in knee wrap form yet, but they might be. Not sure. I apologize. Check the website. Check the website. But, there is um, a video about them on Anderson's page, um, on their Instagram page. It's just a couple rows down. Uh, where you benched one day, the first day we got them. Yep. We put up a little video about that put so they can check video. that out if we want to see them. So he sent me those. That was pretty fucking awesome. Um, like got I said, a new belt. I got a new belt and I got a new bench belt uh, because I outgrew my other one. It was a large and it fit me when I weighed 260, 270. It does not fit me when I weigh 315. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different. So he sent me a new belt. <laughs> Went from a large to a 2X. Uh, it's a lever belt, a little skinny lever belt. Uh, so that you can arch and your the big power belts are going to f- fit in your lower back and kind of impede your, uh, impede your uh, ability to arch well. So I got a new bench belt. Like I said, Rob Farrell has been working very close with me uh, now that Anderson Powerlifting is the exclusive distributor of all Farrell shirts, single, double, and triples. Um, I think more equipment like the Widowmakers and the Raps will come at a later date. But for now, yeah. if you want a Pharrell shirt, you have to go through Anderson Powerfitting. They are the exclusive distributor. Uh, Rob's been working with me. He sent me some uh, custom shirts. Uh, I've been talking to him uh, via text and call. And then uh, he sent me the Widowmakers, obviously. Yeah, really so, cool guy. Super nice, super quiet. Awesome businessman. Uh, he will he will treat you good if you get in contact yeah, with we him. we really like Rob. So what else we got? Um, so we talked about Anderson. Uh, speaking of shirts, though, you have new shirts coming out. I have I have a new, a shirt. new shirt. I have I guess, one new yeah. shirt coming to the Colbstrong line uh, that can be found uh, at Melon Tops, which is our Etsy shop. That me and her run. Me and Katie yeah, run that. sweet Walter Melon. Yep, that's our dog, Walter Melon. So we call them <laughs> Melon Tops. Uh, I got a new shirt for the RGBP, the Reverse Grip Bench Press. I'm making a t-shirt highlighting uh, my fort grip. grip and the bench press that has become very, very, uh, not totally famous, but I've seen a, I see a lot of people doing it and a lot of people love it. So whenever that is released, you can check it out on my Instagram. So keep a look on my Instagram here in the next couple of weeks. When we release that T-shirt, it's pretty cool. We worked really hard on it. Katie worked hard on it. I think it's gonna be pretty awesome. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, I drew it, so I think it's cool. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have some color in this one. Normally, they're just white ink on black or black ink on white shirts. I want to have some color in this one, but we'll see if we can pull that off at a later date. What's next? Cool. So, and we're gonna jump into questions, um, but real quick, I want to talk about scholarship. The scholarship, the scholar, the Kolb Strong Scholarship for powerlifting. This is not a school thing. This is not a grant or a loan. It's a it's a powerlifting scholarship. Yeah, it has nothing to do with college. Like people hear a scholarship and they're like, "Oh man, what if I'm not going to college?" This is for you as a lifter to lift to powerlift. This it's is very special to us, and it's for the young athletes. It's for the teenage and junior divisions only. Because when we were that age doing this sport. 
uh, loving the sport so much that pays absolutely nothing because we couldn't rub two nickels together for the longest time. Mm-hmm. But we were still able to compete and move around and do all these things uh, by sacrificing paying bills or not eating or you know running out of gas in our cars. So this scholarship is being raised through donations only, nonprofit organization. Uh, at the end of the year, we're going to find out how many thousands of dollars we've raised. For every thousand dollars we raise, that's one athlete that we can help the scholarship is for a thousand dollars per athlete we're currently sitting at two athletes if we can raise three thousand dollars there's three there's four thousand dollars there's four then the start of january of 2022 we start accepting applications people send us their story uh verifications questionnaire you fill out questionnaire verification that you are actually in fact a powerlifter we can find you online find you on open powerlifting yada yada we find those who are in most need for a thousand dollars whether it's to pay gas in your car to get to the gym pay your membership go to meets buy new equipment because your old equipment is getting worn down and yucky whatever it is you get a thousand dollars uh to use at your will yep to help you make your mark in the sport just like jim has just like i've been able to do and been very fortunate to do uh like i said through a lot of sacrifice we've sacrificed a lot a lot of people have helped us along the way and i it's been worth it you know so it's been been it's it's, uh it's made its mark in me and that's i'm gonna do this for the rest of my life until i i die or they fill me in with embalming fluid just another way that um we can give back because i know your biggest thing is that people want to take 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 from powerlifting and there's not enough giving back yep i know Um, i've talked about that on a previous episode how a lot of athletes these days and sometimes unfortunately young and up and coming athletes tend to take and take and take from the sport and they give nothing back so please if you're not competing at a meet you're there helping somebody hop on the monolift run the monolift load somebody's bar help somebody out give somebody a spot on the bench do something to give back to the sport even just a little bit we have to help each other for the sport to move forward. And I know a lot of federations need judges, need helpers, need people to take those judging tests and show up and help run these meets that everybody wants to compete in. It's not hard to be a judge. Take a test. RPS, IPA, you've got to take a test and do good on it or score 100% sometimes. But there you are. You're a judge. You can show up because yeah. these judges want to compete too. You know, if they want to compete, then there's nobody to fill that spot in the judge's chair. That's unfortunate. So it's a good thing to get into. But, and yeah. None of these records or anybody would be here without these judges, you know, without these meet directors, without these federation heads. So, so please give back. back. So we're going to get into the questions now. Yeah. Um, let's roll into it. Okay. So question number one, please. All right. So we're just going to do five. I feel like that's easy. Five's easy. Um. So first question, and all of these questions were uh, from his Instagram stories. We just put up a question box. He does that quite a bit, like when we're traveling, to answer them kind of kill time. But every week, we're probably, uh, like Sunday night-ish, we're going to put up a question box on his Instagram stories. So if you guys have questions that you want him to answer, uh, throw them in there. We we can't get to all of them because there's quite a bit. Um, But we'll take five pretty good ones um, or ones that he hasn't answered in a while. Uh, and we'll do that. So the first one today, um, trying to push powerlifting while in the military. Any tips for that? That's a tough one. I went through that personally, and I'm just here to st- I'm just gonna be honest. The two don't mix. Uh, de- now it does depend on what branch you're in. I'm coming from the Marine Corps side. 
Now, I know they're a little bit more lax when it comes to Air Force, Army, Navy. I can't speak for that because I was not in those branches. I was in the Marine Corps, the most, uh, arguably, most military, military branch that we have. And I'm telling you, it did not mix. They want skinny string beans uh, that can run fast and shoot good. That's it. They don't care. Uh, they want you to look good in uniform. Uh, this is I'm, I'm also talking because this is modern-day Marine Corps. They want you to look good in uniform, give proper greetings of the day, don't do glow belt violations, and run fast. If you can do those things, you will make it in the Marine Corps, no problem. So when I was in, I was doing powerlifting. I just got back into powerlifting about midway through my enlistment, so about two years deep, give or take. Um, I started gaining some weight. Uh, I kept myself safe um, because when you are too heavy for your height, for example, me being 65 inches tall or five foot five, I had to weigh 160. <laughs> you didn't even weigh 160 like in boot camp. Guess, guess, what I, guess who didn't weigh 160? <laughs> uh, I weighed about 220. Now that's fine as long as you can tape out. So the way the Marine Corps tells if you're a fat ass or not, they measure your waist circumference and your neck circumference, and they type in a little calculation to determine how fat you are, how high your percentage is. It's completely stupid and inaccurate, but it's the Marine Corps. What do you expect? Um, now if, you can ta- if you can make tape, which means have a very big neck and a smaller proportional waist, you're fine. I was fine for a while. Uh, personally, I'm not afraid to say it, when the Marine Corps turned to shit... I stopped giving a shit. Uh, I got fat on purpose, and uh, uh, I ended up getting honorably discharged anyway. They didn't kick me out because yeah, of it. Like you finished your service. I finished it. I got you out honorably. You also got your thousand pound bench while you were an active duty marine. So that's also it. It's like you have to commit. Like when you're in, I needed something different. Like it became mm-hmm. so shitty so quick. Yeah. I needed something else. It was dangerously shitty. It was dangerously shitty. So I picked up powerlifting again because I needed something different besides going to work with all with all the motivated motivators every fucking day. Um, that's what I decided to do. Um, they didn't like it. They they did not like it at all. They didn't respect it. They didn't think it I was think cool. I think it also depends on your leadership. It does. I had people on my side, mm-hmm. but then they also were my bosses. But they also understood. But they yeah. also were my bosses. Yeah. So it just depends. Um, I'd say if you want to do it, uh, a dog. Do do your damnedest to stay in regs. That's going to be your biggest thing. Work the living hell out of your neck. Fun fact, your neck uh, contains the fastest growing muscles in your entire body. It's very easy to build up your neck. So if you want to power lift and be in the, in the, in the military, now again, I'm speaking on the Marine Corps side. I can't speak for the other branches. Work the living shit out of your neck and make it as big as possible. So that you can combat the size of your waist. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I I skimped because I didn't give a shit. But don't skimp on your running and your PT tests. We have two annual ones a year in the well, month. I mean, you did really good until you fractured your ribs. And well, then when you couldn't run, that's kind of when it all turned. It into started like going downhill. Getting out of regs, but you were getting stronger. So I had a like- I had an injury where I fractured some ribs, which impeded my ability to do things such as run and do crunches which is pretty much all they want you to do in the marine corps and they didn't care like you were like hey look at these x-rays i'm broken and they were like we don't give a shit so 
deal with it. Clearly, you can tell where we're coming from as far as the Marine Corps goes, both of us. Yeah. It's going to be rough. Uh, if you if you want to make a career out of the military, then power lift very slowly and conservatively. There are those who can do it. Uh, I recommend trying to be a body bearer if you want to just lift weights all the time. Because yeah. they just lift if weights. If you're tall and, enough. If you're tall enough. Also, if you want to be in the Marine Corps. Now, I mean, going back to Amber, Amber's active duty Air Force right now. She was the Air Force Athlete of the Year as a power lifter. Um, so this is his experience in the military. There are those, obviously, that have a completely different experience. So maybe ask around. Um, just... You you do it, do it wisely, um, because they're not gonna like you doing it. They want you to be skinny and fast, and that's it. So, that's that's my. (laughs) It's not great, but there's my spiel on that question. Let's move on to number two. Question number two, please. All right, let's talk about is a multiply katana worth it? Well, speaking from, let's go. Let's go backwards. Single ply katana. At this moment in time, until somebody surpasses my mark, I can say that the single-ply Titan Katana is the best bench shirt on the market because I hold the heaviest bench press in history with a single-ply Titan Super Katana at 1,120 pounds. Um, now, a double-ply Katana, um, it's going to be harder to use. In my experience, they are a little bit more temperamental than a single-ply uh, when it comes to touching. Uh, katanas have a lot of return, but very little give. They're known for being very, very stiff shirts. But if you can make the material give, you will get a lot of return out of them. But you put two layers of katana, um, it changes the whole thing. It's, it's very extreme. It can be done, but you got to break that thing in properly. Um, yes, I do think they're worth it. Again, I'm a big fan of the closed back shirts these days. Now, back in 2014, when I benched 950, that was with a triple-ply katana open back. At that time, at that time period, this is coming directly from the owner of Titan, Matt, um, I was the only one in the world who had successfully made a triple-ply katana work in competition. If that tells you anything about how extreme, how ridiculous they can get, yes, I do think a multi-ply katana is worth it. Just break it in properly. You haven't had one since, have you? No. I mean, you have your two-ply right now that you're working in. I'm a, I'm a big single-ply guy. I've done multi-ply. I'm a bigger fan of single-ply. Uh, but double-ply is cool. I'm having fun with it. It will give you a lot of return if you can make it work. Yes. Do you think you'd go back to a three ever? Nope. No? No need. Too much shirt? Yeah, no. I don't need to. you got enough man behind the shirt, right? I'll do it all in single-ply. Next question. <laughs> um, okay, so on the same topic of, you know, shirts and manipulating them and stuff... Top three shirt adjustments other than jacket down. Jacket down refers to pulling the damn collar down and getting all that cleavage and that yeah. big man titty boob look. That's like everybody's advice. That's their go to. So That's so the go to shirt adjustment. Uh, besides that, if you have an open back shirt with Velcro closures, you can adjust the tightness of the shirt simply by messing with the Velcro in the back. You can make the wel- the Velcro wear very very light which will loosen up the front, or you can take it and crank it down, which will stretch the shirt across your body, suck it to your body more, tighten it up automatically. You can also, like Joe Fazio added his own Velcro where he liked it so that he had control over where he wanted it tight. He wanted more up by his chest or more by his stomach or whatever. Exactly. So you can do Velcro. You can do Velcro. You can uh, adjust how it's 
being worn. Uh, like I said, with, with closed back, I, I lose that adjustment, but I personally don't need that much adjustment with yeah. my katanas. So there's one. Mess with your Velcro in the back. Wear them shits nice and tight, and you'll, you'll see a difference. Uh, the number two would be torquing the sleeves of your shirts, which means twisting the sleeves of your shirt when you wear it. Um, that is one of the ways that katanas are meant to be worn by twisting the sleeves, which will tighten up the chest and that will make it tighter. Trust me. Uh, this last one is... Be careful with the torquing. Be careful. You've learned that lesson. You can overdo it. I I promise you can overdo it. (laughs) That shirt will get too tight. It will stop. A small adjustment is all you need. Yeah. The last one's kind of strange. I'm going to leave it to you like this because like what else would there be? Pulling down the collar? Well, I'm not going to give you that one because that's what they're saying other than jacking the collar down. Um, adding chalk to your body, oh, adding, adding chalk to your skin. That sounds really strange. I have a fourth one then, whenever you're done. Okay. So yeah, adding chalk. I've, I've experimented a lot with that. And, uh, when you, I rub chalk all over my chest and shoulders and my, the back of my the arms, triceps, especially yeah. the triceps and the biceps. And that increases the overall friction of the shirt against my skin, which in turn, uh, makes it stronger well not i'm not saying Tighter, like it's it, it makes it it makes it drag more mm-hmm. it increases the friction you're not doing anything to the shirt particularly but adding chalk to your body can increase the overall friction of the shirt because the shirt does move a little bit across your body increase the friction it's like the difference between deadlifting with no chalk and having chalk on your hands big difference mm-hmm. so try that out as well what's your fourth one your belt oh the belt the difference between you know you don't have your belt on your shirt is just free floating right there versus having your belt on and then having your belt cranked way down to where it's not going to move yeah a belt uh bench belt specifically the one i was talking about earlier uh, anderson powerlifting sells the really skinny bench belts uh lever or prong i'm pretty sure um they're really they're only like an inch or two wide and that's going to not impede your ability to arch Uh, but you can also wear the belt light or you can take that lever and latch it and really crank it down, which is going to keep the shirt from moving up and down on your body. And also, if you get it underneath your belly, it can actually help push your belly up towards the bar and decrease your stroke. I'm talking a min- minuscule amount, but even that much is going to make a big difference when it comes to your max effort bench on the platform. So we're going to move on to question number yeah. three. Four. Four already. I think so. I don't know. Oh, well, let's see. One, two... Yeah, three, four, yeah. We're on four now. Okay, so let's talk about band shirts. Is there a possible band shirt bench in your future? Fantastic question. Uh, I want to say maybe because, again, because Anderson Powerlifting is now the sole distributor for Pharrell products, that in turn makes it an Anderson product that I have access to. Um, so Anderson sent me one of the kind of the stock shirts, uh, triple ply actually. And then Rob has been talking with me and took it upon himself to make me a couple of custom fours and yada, yada, stuff like that. Um, I've been trying to make them work. The biggest issue is because these things are stretchy. Okay. They're They're, elastic. They're They're elastic. It's literally wrap material gets its elastic property from interwoven rubber which is where I coined the term rubber shirts. And a lot of people hated me for it. I think it's hilarious. So yeah, I've been trying to make them work, talking closely with Rob. And uh, the thing with me, the reason why I can make a katana work so well, which is a stiff material, is because of my short stroke in the bench. I have short-ass arms. 
a big belly, and people hate me for that too. It's like, okay, sorry, you're gonna make fun of my the the size of my arms. Uh, pick better parents next time, I guess. Right? Uh, get oh. fucked. So anyway, I have a very short stroke in the bench. That's my advantage. Get over it. But I can make a stiff material shirt work. That's what works for a short limb lifter. A short limb lifter, however, is not going to be as successful. Again, this is opinion based, but also somewhat factual. Is not going to be able to make a stretchy material work as much because I can't make the stretchy layers move over a far distance. Yeah, it's not stretching that much. That much. Now, someone like Ryan, Ryan Canelli, or Ryan, yeah, they he was the king of the SDP because he had such long damn arms. He could make that those multiple stretchy layers move over a very, very far distance and get a lot out of them. Clearly, and still to this day, I call Ryan the most dominating, fuck, badassery, awesome bench presser in history. Uh, I think that's a fact. Um, most unadulterated, badass bencher to ever live. So I'm having trouble with them. Um, I've actually kind of shelved them for now yeah. in favor of getting back uh, and committed, recommitting uh, back to my katanas for my upcoming meet. So it is going to be something I have to work very, very slowly at. Yeah, because you, you took, what, like six weeks? Six weeks, so six weekends of trying to make these things work and getting absolutely nothing accomplished. And Just, that's a lot of time in bench-only world yes. when you've got you've got big goals for this year. There's one, one more real big bench number that he wants to get this year. So I don't have time to be doing all this experimenting yeah. around and accomplishing pretty much nothing. Uh, now, the first time I ever tried one of these damn things, and this is this is what Rob, this is how Rob got in contact with me with the custom shirts, was I took one of the triple plies and repped 1,000 pounds for 10 reps. Which was amazing. You guys can see that on his Patreon. We'll uh, talk about yep. Patreon here in a little bit. But, but uh, so yeah, and then the very next, very next set, the shirt just decided to stop working. It was very, very frustrating. So the answer to that question is... Possibly, maybe if I mean if you can get them to work. If we and can Rob make... had said like, if you get it in the exact correct position, it'll be the best shirt you've ever had on. And I'll tell you, when I made that thing work a couple of times, it was it was it was ecstatically fun. I am not gonna lie, That's a good day. it was a fun. <laughs> yeah. I only had to stop at ten reps with a thousand pounds because I literally ran out of air. Yeah. And my wrist started to hurt a little bit. You got off the bench laughing. We I were laughed. All laughing. I was... thought it was hilarious. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" That was fun. That was effortless. Insane. Yeah, so, it was insane. So it, it was fun. That will be in the future, but not uh, near yeah. future. We I'm have still... one more big goal we need to get before. And then that once that goal is up, then we're going to have several more after that. Yeah. Last question, please. Cool. So hold on, let me look. I thought this one was a really good question. Who would you like to interview if you had a chance to interview anyone? Anyone in powerlifting or in life? Uh, let's stick to powerlifting. Because that's what we're doing here, isn't it? Yeah. Um, pretty much, well, I don't know. I, I grew up idolizing and wanting to be like Scott Mendelson, Gene Richlack, Ryan Canelli, Tiny Meeker. The, the four pretty much OG 1,000-pound bench pressers. Um, I really idolized Ryan... Uh, he was the one I saw the most of because of uh, Road to the Arnold. Uh, I was around when YouTube was basically in its infancy, so you know. <laughs> you make it sound like you're so old. Well, some you're people literally thirty one. The, these kids online think that being born in the nineties was like, like that's true. Ancient they think we're times. Like senior citizens now. It's like but... get bent, you little <laughs> dickhead. So, 
No, um, I, you know, Donnie Thompson, I, I was really influenced by Donnie Thompson quite a bit. Just the big OG guys, Gary Frank, um, you know, uh, Andy Bolton, you know, first to deadlift a thousand pounds officially. You know, like you're naming so many of these people, but you have most of their phone numbers. Yeah. So you could call and interview them if you wanted to. You know, so it's we kind should of, probably have Ryan or Tiny or Scott on our I mean, podcast. I talk to Tiny once a month or every other month. I, I text or call Ryan every few weeks to every other day. a month or so. I text him, hey, I did this in the gym today. Like, you know, I like, you know, uh, in, in, inspira- uh, inspired by yourself uh, when I got my, I finally got 405 for 20 reps on my reverse grip bench. Oh, yeah. Well, that should have been in our chat. Oh, yep. cool shit. Well, that was, a, that was a few weeks ago, but I finally Still, benched, yeah, I, I raw benched 405 for 20 reps for the first time in my life. I've been trying to do that for a year. Mm-hmm. I did 15 and then 16, then 18, like four, five times in a row. And then I got 19, like three times in a row Then I stopped doing it for a few months. And I tried it one more time and I got it here a few weeks. It's on my Instagram page. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, at this point, moment in time, I mean, I've, I've been in contact with a lot of my idols mm-hmm. on a personal basis. Um, so there's really, and truly nobody I would like to interview right now that I can think of, because I've already, I've, I've been in close contact with all these guys on a personal basis. So, um, that's pretty much it. Uh, that's, that was the last question as yeah, well. That was the last question. I mean, there, there were others. So for everyone that asked questions, thank you. Um, you know, he'll probably answer them here on Instagram later. He's got some meatballs and spaghetti waiting on him. Fat boy food. So, <laughs> uh, real quick, um, I do want to mention, uh, just, you know, you can contact me through Kolb strong. That's my IG handle. Pretty much everything is Kolb strong, whether it comes to emails but Instagram is the best way to get in contact with me. Just DM me or PM me, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, message me. Uh, my Patreon is still going very active, and it's being very, very successful. I'm very proud of that. It is $10 a month to be on my Patreon. Every single workout. I upload every single workout from first set on the first exercise to my last set of my last exercise, and I splice it all together, I edit it all together, and then I commentary over top of it, talking about exactly what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and how I'm doing it. Sometimes you get to see some of the crew. I highlight my crew whenever Amber benches almost 700 pounds or my buddy Brian deadlifts in the 600s or mm-hmm. Dean raw benches five. Or, or what Dean it, dances in the back. Whatever it is. I like, going on. I like to highlight my crew because I would not be anywhere near where I'm at without the support that I have, whether it's here at home or at the gym it's it's a team effort mm-hmm. and that and that is, that is a fact so ten dollars a month it's the Kolb strong power community ten dollars a month to watch all my workouts every single month so you know exactly what i'm doing for me to get to the big benches that is my patreon because yeah, nothing's a secret like you no know, nothing powerlifting is, is powerlifting. nothing is proprietary i like to put all the information out there while making a little bit of a profit yeah because i gotta pay it my does bills take a lot of time yeah. it takes a lot of, it is a pain in the ass i gotta bring if, if katie can't go with me i gotta set up my tripod i gotta move the tripod around hit record hit stop and get the angle right and, you and know, again this is coming from a guy who hates technology if he didn't have to have a cell phone he wouldn't have if one. i didn't have my sponsors <laughs> Yeah. I'd be a ghost. You would never see me. You'd never hear from me. I wouldn't even have a cell phone, but unfortunately, it's the reality of life. The life we live Modern now. day. Anyhow, we talked about the scholarship earlier in the episode. Yeah, so that'll be linked down um, in the show notes as well. I'll make sure to, again, link all of his sponsors, Anderson Powerlifting, Unleashed Strength, Alive by Design, 
We'll link Patreon if you guys want to check that out. Um, we'll link stuff for the scholarship. We do have a website. Um, it's just ColbStrongScholarship.com. We also have an Instagram page for that. So you guys, there's like literally almost nothing on there. Uh, we're going to start posting stuff on there. Um, you guys can check that out. Follow that. Um, yeah. That is it for today. We're back at it doing the pa- the uh, podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing this twice a week. Like I said, a rambling type one like we're doing right now, talking about uh, current things and questions. And then the second one during the week is going to be interviewing a young competitor, getting their name out there so you know who to look for in the future. Yeah. Thanks for joining both of us here today yeah, on the Cold thanks. Strong Power Podcast. Look for us in the near future. We're happy to be back. I want you all to have a fantastic rest of your day. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye. <laughs>